All right, let's get fucking going, man. I don't got time to be. Yes, yes. What's going on, everybody out there? This is Simba Ali from We Got Content back. Back again on another Monday to everybody out there getting you through your Monday. You know how we do. We got content. I'm your host, Simba Ali. And as promised, I am here. Now, this episode is going to get a little dicey. Let you know off top. Um, Last episode, I educated people on the history of the Europeans. And I was explaining and highlighting the history of the Etruscans. And I think that's going to be something that I do from now on in my podcast. We're going to have like a class. You know what I mean? We're going to have that introductory catch up. But I also want to keep that to the part where we do a little bit of learning, right? That's what separates me from other podcasters. People are like, what makes your podcast so exclusive? It's the person. It has to be the person. Right. That that adds exclusivity to the podcast or that adds importance to the podcast or that adds credibility. It's, it's the host. man. Who is you? Who are you? What did you do? What do you know? Who are you? You know, and everything that I've contributed musically, culturally to Minnesota that puts me notches and yards above these other podcasters and bloggers. So I don't so I'm not really relying on guests. Um, no, I'm not relying on guests, uh, not relying on huddling around the hip hop fire, which <laughs> it seems like all the podcasters do all the black podcasters anyway, a lot of white ones, but they huddle around that hip hop fire. And what's, and if that's what you love, that's fine. If you love hip hop and you're, you know, you're knowledge in it and you're, you, you can talk hip hop from an angle and from a perspective that's worth you know, thousands of people tuning in and listening and listening to your perspective, then all by all means do it. Like I said, I'll become a fan of you. I'll listen and watch. But when I watch the people that talk about um, hip hop and I'm like, you don't have your own perspective. You're in hip hop trying to suck a hip hop dick. You're saying Drake's the greatest. You're saying all these blanket hip hop statements, just hoping that that little clickbait get saw by I hope Drake sees this I hope Wayne sees me sucking their dick on a podcast you're not giving your real opinions and what you feel about hip-hop so that's why I don't like it it's not that oh somebody you hate hip-hop podcasters no I hate all podcasters that open with cock sucking and sucking dick that's what I don't like I don't care what it is that you do if you're original and you speak it and and you feel it and you're serious about it and you're passionate about it by all means, man, go into that shit. Bring that to the podcast world. I want to hear it. I want to see it. I want to experience it. But if your whole thing is I want to get, I want to start a podcast so I can suck dicks and lick balls and rock aprons. So hopefully somebody with a kitchen or a dick or a balls, you know what I'm saying? Like puts me on their shoulders. That's when I don't like it. That's what I don't like it. And I can't cover. I don't care what you call it. I don't care how many people, how many of my old guests, <laughs> How many of my recycled guests go on your show doesn't matter. I had them first. And that's all I want to do. I don't I'm not necessarily into the business of um like searching for guests. I just want to have the important people on my show first. I want to say I did it first, right? Charleston why I did it first. You know, Matessa Nicole. I had Matessa Nicole on the show and nobody knew who she was. Now she's on 50 different podcasts. Shouts out to uh, JR, young JR. I had him on my podcast. Now he's doing podcasts. He's doing shows. He was on Water Wave. 
You know what I mean? So I just like to be, and I've always been a pioneer in everything that I do from music to podcasting. A lot of podcasters got into the game. I had like a run. If I was really serious about podcasting and really knew what I was doing with the podcast game, I didn't know it was new. So I spent a lot of my time, I spent a lot of wasted efforts podcasting when I really could have been building my audience. But I was more, I got, I got, I'm, I got big ideas. I'm one of those people that need my big ideas brought down to reality. <laughs> I'm going to fucking build a whole planet. Okay, let's just start with a state. How about we start with a neighborhood? You know what I mean? And your plan is good. I've never heard a plan to build a planet. That was, that's a great plan to build a planet. And once we get to the part in our civilization, when we're building planets, you're going to be the first person I recommend some, because that's a great plan. But for now we're just building churches. Yeah. We're just building daycares. We're just building, you know what I'm saying? And you got this whole universe plan, but anyways, um, yeah, I was <clears throat> talking about, I'm the number one podcaster. I've have been, I've been the number one podcaster for a while. As far as numbers um, and content, no podcaster can talk sports and hip hop, right? Like when I talk sports, it's from an actual angle where people tune in like, what's the fuck? What's he going to say? You know, when I talk hip hop, it's from an angle of God damn. How do you know it like that? It's not from a cock sucking on my knees angle. You know what I'm saying? Every time somebody talks hip hop from Minnesota, it's always from an on their knees perspective. I'm sucking the dick and I'm looking up. Nah, my shit be, I have my dick out when I talk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I'm not sucking no dicks. I got my dick out when I talk about anything. Sports, hip-hop, politics, big dick, Simbali is out. I'm not fucking around out here sucking no dick. So, yeah, that's what separates me. But anyways, let's get into it, guys. I wanted to talk to you guys because I see that Kanye West is being drugged through the fucking mud about his statements. Kyrie Irving is feeling a little bit of heat, too, but... What I'm learning <clears throat> is that it's not necessarily that people are that Kanye West or Kyrie Irving are saying anything anti-Semitic. It's just that Jews have this thing where <clears throat> nobody can talk about Jews and definitely not the stupid Negro. Right. Not the poorest, the worst, the most uneducated. How do you know? You don't even know your own name. So that's see Jews. You don't see black people don't understand why. Why are Jewish people getting so frustrated at us? It's like we can't even say Jew or Jewish or anything. They get mad. Unless in hip hop, we say I get money like a Jewish person. They let that play on the radio funny, right? Little baby says, I get my advice from Mike Rubin. That's a Jewish guy. They let that get on the radio. They don't say, hey, little baby, don't say you get your advice from Mike Rubin. Can you not put that? We don't want to be out there like that. No, they, they're very conscious about how they're out there. They just want it to be a certain way. They don't want any of the truth to spill out about who they are. Now, me being a free black man having a podcast that's tied to the Chitlin circuit, it's not tied to any um, Jewish organizations. It's not tied to any LGBTQ organizations. So I can speak freely and they can't pull me. You know, if, if Anchor or iTunes was to, or Spotify was to start fucking with my podcast because what I say would only bring more light to it. They're better off just letting me talk. And I'm, I'm learning to just love that. I used to get mad like, fuck, why? But it's fine. I'm free. Like I said, I'm building my audience one listener at a time. And that's more important to me. Having, an, having a, um, a group of supporters that really rock with my content rather than like fans and hundreds of thousands and all these people that I'm not reaching and I can't talk to. I'm fine with 
building my support system with people that I talk to, that I engage with, and that I know like my content. So anyways, so they can't fuck with me. I have a network full of people. And like I said, if they were to do anything on Spotify, iTunes or Anchor or iHeart and try to pull my podcast down, especially me. Oh, I would raise a fucking, I'd raise a big ass fuss. And next thing you know, I'd be, everybody'd be like, oh, they're blackballing this guy, right? Nobody knew who the fuck I was. And you decided to just get mad because of my episode. We got content number five. Yeah, where I gave Jewish the DEFCON 5 treatment. You want to pull those symbols off the internet? Well, you're going to bring a lot of light my way. So I can speak freely. But I feel that when I see what Kanye West is going through and when I see what Kyrie Irving is going through, and it's like you can't even say Jewish. Like, if, if you say it in a way, and definitely don't imply that somebody else might be the true original Jews. Don't say that. And then you make it even worse when you apply, when you imply that these nappy-headed African Negro Americans who don't know their name, they don't know their history, they don't know their culture, they don't know anything about themselves, they don't know their spirituality system, they don't know the foods that they're supposed to eat. You mean to tell me the most lost people on the earth are the original inhabitants and of Abraham and the original children of God, fuck out of here, right? That's what pisses Jewish people off. We're going to walk down this aisle. See, this is not an anti-Semitic podcast. If you if you got on this podcast saying, he's going to fucking get on here and start saying, fuck the Jews and fuck the Jews, not at all. That's not what I do. My job is to highlight, bring information the, and, and highlight the truths. Leave out the lies, right? I give my opinions on facts, And we go from there. It's not about, oh, bashing the Jews, right? I don't believe that any um, group of people should be bashed for what a section of people do. You don't bash all white people because a group of people decide to put white folks on a boat and come to America, right? Let's see. You can't say all white people on planet Earth are devils. You got a group of Russians over there that had nothing to do with the slave trade, right? You know what I'm talking about? You got a group of Russians over there. They have no dealings in the slave trade. They was over there freezing, drinking vodka, going through their own shit. And they were white. So, no. And the same thing with the Jews. When you're talking about Jews, you're not saying every Jewish person out there is um, part of the Jewish agenda and this evil Kabbalah, you know, fucking Hollywood agenda. Not everyone, but it does exist. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's probably the most powerful entity that's connected to Jewish religion that's connected to Jewish ideology that's connected to Jewish people you know what I'm saying like why can we talk about white Anglo Protestant racism when they got KKKs and when they say whites only and it's all good to step on that old confederate white racism we can confront it we can talk about it and we can even poke out where it where it raises its head today right you see the <clears throat> the owners of the or the owner of the Phoenix Suns losing his team, right? Said the N-word. Why can't he say the N-word? Well, because Black Lives Matter, George Floyd, and we're in a whole new movement where black people, you can't do that now. You can't, you know, back in the days it was fine. Now you can't do that, right? Uh, what's the other guy? The Clippers, the guy who said Magic Johnson is his aid having nigga and he lost his team. Donald Sterling. You can't see what I'm saying? So it's okay to highlight when that old white Anglo-Saxon racism rears its ugly head. 
Step on it, confront it, fire it, attack it, get it out of here. We don't want you around. But when the Jewish people, we say, hold on, Jewish people, you guys have some shady business practices, okay? And that's what we're going to talk about, the shady business practices. You can't, we're going to talk about it, especially because my people are always on the other end of that shady business practice. Do you understand? Since you've come to America, you've exploited my community, my culture, my pain, my tragedy, and my people. And if you think that we're not going to speak about that, then why would you think that we would speak about the Anglo-Protestant racist white folks? We should just keep quiet about that too, right? Oh, because that is a common foe or you were, or was a common foe. Let's go into the history. Let's let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into this thing. So a lot of people don't even know the history of what is called the Jews. What is a Jew? Well, the letter J didn't come around to the 14th century. So when you made the J, J sound, normally you would use a G. So a Jew, a Jew is a German. That's why they take the G. So take the G from German. And then you take Hebrew. So take the U from Hebrew. Take the U. You take the G from German and you take the U from Hebrew, put it together, and you have a German who's studying a Hebrew religion. Hebrew comes from Africa. No other place on planet Earth. There's melanated people all over the planet Earth, but Hebrew specifically comes from Arabia, from Africa. Okay? Now, um, when you're talking about the Jew, you're talking about, so I just broke down the where their name comes from. The Jewish people are Germans and a Germanic people, not necessarily coming from Germany, but they're a Germanic people. You have to know who the Celtic people are. You have to know who the Germanic people are, right? There's certain sections. These are the first white people on planet Earth. The first white people were the Celtics and the Germanic tribes. That's why Thor and um, Odin, the Viking, this is their first um, religion. This is their first philosophies. But anyway, let's go back. So when you talk about Jews throughout history, the Jews have been known and it stopped. God damn, that's okay. Well, I still got my podcast going. I just can't record. I just can't record and that's just what it's going to be. But anyways, let's keep the podcast going. Um, <clears throat> the Jewish people who, if you're known as a Jew, as far as in the Bible, Jews, Jews, Gentiles, Jews. Well, the Jews came on the scene when they killed Jesus Christ. And what has been the saying about Jewish people is they killed Jesus Christ and then they auctioned off the cross. They auctioned off his, his garbs. They auctioned off everything that had to do with Jesus. They turned into the business, right? This is what the word about the Jewish people are. So that is another extension of their bad business practice, right? That's what this is an extension of their bad business practice. So the Russians they really had a settlement in Eastern, what's called Eastern Russia. It's the first place where they had a, a settlement. The Jewish people had a settlement there. And they would always get attacked by like the Kazakhstans and they get attacked by all these Russian people. And the thing was because how they did business. 
prior to how Jewish people and well, prior to how Jewish people have inoculated the world with how business is done now. So cutthroat business wasn't such a cutthroat thing prior to Jewish people. Like I said, um, saturating the world with this way of doing business, which is you got to get them before they get you. That's not how business was done prior when Jewish people were just in that small little Eastern hovel, right? Normally, if you did business, you had to have some honor. If you're going to sell me a product, the product better be good, right? There's an honor system that goes and comes with this commerce and this business. And if you don't know about this and if you don't have a good moral compass and if you haven't learned that you don't try to get over on your fellow man, you sell him good goods, you sell him nice things, and then you get the money back. That's a good deal. That's a good transaction. If you're selling me something that's going to break as soon as I get home and then you run away with my money. That's not good business. That's not good moral. That's not good. That's not good dealings on a human level. Right. But this is how the Jews had a reputation of doing business. They had a reputation of doing business, how business is done now. You see how they rape the artists for the royalties and you, Jews have. We can just say this. The Jewish business segment. <clears throat> and Jews have always been known to be a little frugal with money. Is frugal the right word? I don't know. Fru no, not frugal. They're a little bit um, anal, tight. They don't, they don't like to, they, they hold on to money. So this is a reputation Jewish people have had. I'm not saying this. I'm saying this is the reputation that Jewish people had. They value money way too much. They value money over everything. And they have shady business practices. Right. So in Russia, <clears throat> they were attacked and they were um, I think it's called. Let's look. Let's look it up. Like I said, we're on the we're on the pro, we're on the podcast. I think it was called the Progoon or something like that. So let's let's look this up. You guys look this up. It's called the Pogrom. P.O.G.R.A.M. I'm sure I'm probably saying this the wrong the wrong way, but a Pogrom. P.O.G.R.O.M is a violent riot incited with the aim of massacring or expelling an ethnic religious group, particularly Jews, right? Um, Russian in the 19th century had attacks on Jews and the, and the Russian empire and attacks on the pale of settlement. So that was that small Eastern village where the Jews were prior to that Jews had been scattered around the earth, right? They, because they killed Jesus. Right. That's their reputation. The reputation that Jews had on planet Earth is, hey, man, you guys killed Jesus. Right. Same way like Eric Holder. You know what I'm saying? It's, there's certain things you can't get away from. Eric Holder, motherfucker, you killed Nipsey. You know what I'm saying? So if you start a group and it's called the Eric Holders, we're going to say, hey, man, you know, them Eric Holder niggas, they killed Nipsey. Same thing with, you know, Tupac. Orlando Anderson. Nigga, if Orlando Anderson starts a group and a religious group and they're called the Orlando Andersons. Everywhere they move, especially if you're around Tupac fans, right? We get you around some good Tupac fans and try to set up a settlement. We're going to attack you, nigga. Why? Because one, you got shady business practices. And two, nigga, you killed Tupac. So not only did you kill Tupac, but you're selling garments and, and, and everybody's talking about, did you buy? Yeah, did you buy one of them Fabergé eggs from the Jewish fella around the corner? Yeah, did yours break? Yeah, mine's broke too. And he dipped off with the money. And also, did you hear about that they're doing this strange thing with kids? The kids is coming up missing. And yeah, man, these, these Jewish motherfuckers got some. Not only did they kill Tupac, right? This is what I'm saying. I'm trying to break it into an analogy for you guys, right? 
trying to break it into an analogy. So what, what the analogy is, is just imagine if the whole world knew that, should we go with Eric Holder or Orlando Anderson? We'll go with Eric Holder because it's more recent. When I go Tupac, the younger generation is like, huh, Orlando, I'm, I'm lost. Let's, say, let's stay in current. Okay, so just imagine that Eric Holder killed Nipsey. They synced him do it. Bang, 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 murdered on tape. And then the nigga took over the marathon store. <clears throat> the nigga took over the marathon store and raised the price of Nipsey Hustle Crenshaw t-shirts. Okay, you guys following me? We got yeah. So just imagine they did that. Eric Holder killed Nipsey on camera and then took over the marathon store and raised the prices of everything that Nipsey was selling. And then he started having a group and everybody was saying, yeah, the holders, the holders, the holders. Everybody be like, man, fuck the holders, man. They killed Nipsey. So that's how the Jews were seen on planet Earth. They killed Jesus and then they start auctioning off the cross. They start auctioning off his blood. They start going into the business of Jesus, even though they were the ones that killed him, right? So when they got to that pale sediment that we're talking about here, this pale of settlement in Eastern Europe, they were constantly being attacked by all different kind of Rus Russians, the Kazakhstans, the Algerakistans, anything with the czar, anything with the czar, real Russian bloodline was trying to kick the Jews in the ass. Because like I said, they were talking, hey man, your kid's coming up missing, man. You bought some shit, you bought some sausages. Yeah, your sausages went bad after one. Yeah, man, they... These motherfuckers don't, they ain't got good, they, they got this thing of, fuck you, I'm going to get the money and then I'm going to dip. Fuck you, I, I get, they, they value money too much and we're all about community, right? We're about this thing that's called community. It's going to transform into communism. <laughs> that's a horrible thing, right? Get that community shit out where you guys look after each other and work together. Fuck communism. Let's get democracy where the government will protect you if you let us and let us into your life. <laughs> See what I'm saying? So anyway, but let's stay in, let's stay in Eastern Europe. So the, you, the Jews have been relocated because they keep getting chased. Every time they try to move someplace, they say, you killed Jesus, get the fuck out of here. So finally they found a little Eastern place called the Pale of Settlement. <clears throat> and for years that shit was getting attacked and bombarded. <laughs> Every, everybody's getting attacked and bombarded. So the Jews really never lived in peace. Now, <clears throat> The Jews who actually had something to do with the murder of Jesus, that's them. You got a group of people that had nothing to do with that and they're being persecuted. You know what I'm saying? Like Jesus died 5,000, you know what I'm saying? Why are we still getting chased around? You guys saying we are Jesus. Well, of course, like I said, you got the bad business practices, but nevertheless, they didn't have a country. They didn't have a people. They felt like outsiders. They felt they didn't, they felt not part of any kind of royal bloodline. They were outcasts, but not outcasts in a neighborhood, not outcasts in a school or outcasts in a job. They were outcasts on planet fucking earth, right? These are the Jews. So you have um, a migration. The Jews um, during the 19th century, the early 19th century, you have a lot, a large migration of Jews. And even before that, even before that, like be, there was three migrations where the Jews went, they went to Jerusalem. If you were like super religious and you had some kind of like connection with God, why the fuck would you want to go to a hostile middle Eastern country where you're hated? But anyways, some Jews went to, um, what is known as Palestine or what is known as Israel now, but back then it was Palestine. Some Jews went there. Um, some Jews chose to stay in Russia and become part of like this Marxist 
this Marxist Lenin kind of regime, right? That's where some Jews stayed, but most Jews, actually 2 million of the 3 million Jews that left that pale of settlement that left Eastern Europe and Russia, 2 million came to America, right? And when they came to America, they were relocated to the ghettos and they were relocated to the same treatment as these black fellows here that were slaves, but they felt that they were better than these black fellows, right? Naturally we're white. Why are we getting treated, you know, like the black guys here? Well, because you're Jews. So they did feel some discrimination when they came to America, but like the Italians, the one thing that saved them was their white skin. They were able to masquerade. I don't know you're a Jew until I tell here your last name. And if I hear your last name and I know about you, that your last name goes to Jewish um, lineage. But also you can masquerade and use the white card, right? It's really the attack isn't really on Italians at this point or Jews. They were just new coming off the boat, right? So it was kind of like that American. Americans are like that. Fuck you. We don't care who you are. It's America, motherfucker, right? So anyway, a lot of the Jews came to New York. And when they came to New York, they went to work in the film festival. They went to, not the film festival, I'm sorry, the film industry, the local film industries. That was kind of the only thing that they could do. They weren't into banking. <laughs> it's not like the Jews got off the boat and just, here, get into banking. <laughs> here, get into Hollywood. Nothing was given to the Jews. So I want to be really clear about that. When I'm talking about Jews and the history about the Jews, nothing was given to them. They had to manipulate, they had to collectivize, and they had to strategize and take everything they wanted from a very violent and very confrontational foe, which is the white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, the same one that put our ass in chains and brought us to America, right? He's an evil motherfucker, so if you're going to fuck with him, you can't be pussy. You got to have, you got to be twice as cunning as the fox. So anyway, that's where actually Jews come from. Now, if you want to go deeper, well, how did they get the Jewish religion? Simba, you skipped that. You got the, how did they get the Jewish religion? There were, again, Africans that came and cultivated and taught in different parts. That was their job. Where people were, um, you had missionaries. See, right now, missionaries are kind of seen as these white guys, right? Or white people, right? Missionaries are seen as white people with crosses. And they go to these, um, they go to these uh, third world nations. They go to these developing countries and they civilize the dumb Africans. They civilize the dumb Mexicans. They civilize sometimes the dumb white people, but usually dumb Africans and Mexicans with the cross and Christianity, right? Well, that's always been going on. But back in the days, we did it to white people. We did it to the new people. Yes, we're the Moors. We're the Egyptians. We're the Olmecs. We're the higher civilization on planet Earth. But unlike white people, we don't come with a cross and then take your land and give you Christianity and start wars. We don't do the wicked shit. We were literally going to these places where the first Asians were popping up, where the first Europeans were popping up, where the, all these people were popping up, and we were teaching them whatever lessons you know what I mean? The people that were coming. So you have a lot of people that got the Moors. A lot of people learned from the Moors. Well, that's when they came through. They taught these white people that we see. Hey, man, you can't sleep with your pets like that. 
you're going to get a disease. You have to create what's called a corral. Corral is an Egyptian word for where you put your dogs and your pets. Because when they came into Europe, white folks was laying with the dog. They had measles. No, man, you can't. You got to bathe. First time incense and lights and soap and all these things were used. Irrigations. First time that everything was brought to Europe was brought by black people. They were called the Moors. <laughs> See what I'm saying? So, and then you had another group of people, the Hebrews. Again, coming from Moses. Higher intellect. And so what the, again... What Jews are, are Germanic. So when I say Germanic, that means white. Germanic, Celtic, these are white. So what Jews are is a Germanic people who were met just like right now. You have Africans who are being met by white Christians and they're saying, hey man, we see you guys over here in this fucking hole and you guys are killing goat asses. You know what I'm saying? Here, here's a fork. Here's a plate. You know, they civilized them, but we went, we civilized the rest of the world to the newcomers. So we came to Europe and we seen these white people and the first ones that met them, the first ones that met this Germanic, this Germanic tribe were Hebrews who studied under Moses. Moses was an Israelite. See what I'm saying? And these are the lessons that he taught to them because we teach. We don't see these white people and step on them and say, hey, man, let's make these white folks stupid. Let's make these dumbass white folks fucking drag our boats. Even though that did happen. That did happen. That's why the root of the word slave comes from Slav, Slavic, Yugoslavian, Slavic, Russians, first slaves. So you did have a group of people that said, look at these dumbass white people. Man, they did that. That's why they understand slavery. That might be why the Russians didn't partake in the slave in the slave trade. We'll get back to that later. But anyways. So again, you have this group of people who were taught the Hebrew philosophy, the Israelite culture to a Germanic tribe, and that tribe was in Russia. And um, again, you had that tribe that even came into the Middle East. And so when you, so when you had, and the first time that the Jews, what is known as the Jews, because prior to that, they were called Hebrews. When you look in the Bible and you see Jew used for the very first time, that basically highlights the consolidation of the European Jews first getting their hands on power. That's who Jesus got mad at when he went into the temple and flipped the, flipped the tables up. Did you guys hear about that? When Jesus got mad, he went into the temple and he, yeah, he flipped the tables up and said, man, y'all all about money. Those were the Jews, he was saying. They had already started to kind of get their power on this money thing. Jews have always been a money people and they've had, they've always been able to connect supply demand with profit. That's their thing. It's not about a worldly thing. It's not about making a little bit and keeping the world moving. No, it's about sucking everything we can and getting every dollar that we can until this place is fucking dried up. So that's, that's how the Jewish people kind of have moved on this planet as a people historically, not me just saying historically, if you look at how they move, they're more business orientated than they are about connecting with their fellow humans. Now they will connect with Jews, other Jewish people. They will connect and they will show favor and they will show honor and they will show mercy and they will show, you know, the right. They will never do shady business with another Jew, but a Jew will do shady business with everybody else on planet earth. You, you kind of get what I'm saying. So you have this group of people that, 
first kind of consolidated and made their play during the time of Jesus. So that's why the two paths crossed there. And then once they, um, Jesus was assassinated, it got hard for them to live in a real time that people seen, like I said, you killed Jesus, you killed Jesus. So they had to flee Africa mainly because again, they were fair skinned Jews representing the Germanic tribe that had learned, um, Israelite philosophy and Hebrew ways from Moses. You get me? Remember, Moses is before Jesus. So Moses went and taught the Germanic tribe this. That Germanic tribe came back from Europe into Africa and started to practice bad business practices. But these bad business practices were very lucrative and gave them a lot of power through the churches. This man named Jesus had arose and started to fuck with all of this shit. Same way, you see what I'm saying? We see how Kanye West is doing. You see how Malcolm X is. You know that person that comes and people, oh, why are you doing that? You're disrupting the order of things with this. You're, you're preaching against what we preach for. You're telling people to be more than what they're supposed to be. You're fucking it up, Jesus. And that's what Jesus represented. The first time that Jews had kind of came out of the caves of Europe and came out of Europe in the darkness of the Dark Ages, since being civilized by Moses, and not just Moses, but a group of that came with Moses civilized the Germanic tribe and taught them these wise and mystical knowledges. But they only gave them 360 degrees of this information. Oh, I'm sorry. They only gave them 33 degrees of this information. That's why to be a Mason or a Shriner. See, you guys put it together. The highest level that you can be in Masonry is a Shriner. Shriner is a Jewish word. And when I say Jewish, it's Yiddish. Yiddish is the culture that developed from the Hebrew um, and Israelite philosophy and culture. When Moses came and taught it to the Germanic tribe, they kind of made their own Ebonics. You know how there's English and then black people kind of made our own language. Well, well the um, Germanic Jews of Europe, they did the same thing and it's called Yiddish. So that's their language. So when you say Shriner, that's a Yiddish. That word comes from Yiddish. And masonry and all of that stuff represents the highest of what they know. They've been ruling the planet with their knowledge, just, their, just 33 degrees of their knowledge, because that's all Moses gave them. Moses and the people that taught these Germanic people knew because they were beastly that we can only tell them a certain amount. You can't give them all the gems because because they're beastly and they're young and they they don't know they don't have control over their impulses. They don't have control over their temptations, their sensations. They don't have control over themselves. If I give them 360 degrees of the knowledge, they're going to burn it up. They're going to burn the planet up. So we're only going to give these um, new people that are coming on the planet Earth, these Celtic people and these Germanic people. We're only going to give them 33 degrees of the circle. Now we know a circle is 360 degrees. So that's why Masons can only go. The highest Mason you can go is 33 degrees, 33 degree Mason. But there's 360 degrees in a circle. So because they've only civilized that group that much, that group was still able to take that knowledge 
and apply it to a world that was declining into the Bronze Age. Mentally, our vibrations, we were declining. We were, we were getting dumber. This is how the world moves and shifts. And so this Jewish people that had learned these few lessons from Moses came out of the Dark Ages and started to imply those lessons of knowing how people work, to know how the human mind works. See, they studied the human mind. They studied how humans feel. They studied hate. They studied love. They studied these things in, in order to make the world a better place. That's what the Hebrews did. Everything was to keep humanity and make humanity a better, um, a better version of what it's supposed to be. Push itself to the highest le levels, right? But the 33 degrees of information that Moses taught this Germanic tribe, when they came out, they used it for business. And they were able to take over the churches in the Middle Eastern region, which was a very popular region at that time. So when this guy Jesus arose, he was like, what the fuck is going on? We supposed to be about God and y'all over here selling everything. Everything's about money. So naturally, Jesus got hung on a motherfucking cross, right? Jesus got hung on a cross, right? Hung up on a motherfucking cross. That same group that did that, though, right? Who had just kind of made its foothold in the Middle East and was just kind of getting his foothold and things going good. Now you killed Jesus and now the African people, mainly we can identify you. Why? Simba, how would they be able to identify these people so easily? Why can't they just go back into their neighborhoods and chill? Well, they had white skin. And they're on a planet where not a lot of people have white skin. So every time somebody seen somebody with white skin, they would say Jew. They would accuse them of being Jewish. You're Jews. So naturally, they had to band together. They did, and they banded together and moved to Europe. It's, it, I, we can't be in Africa like this. Not after killing. We can't stay in Crenshaw after killing Nipsey Hussle. You get it? Eric Holder can't stay in Crenshaw after killing Nipsey. He has to go to New York and start a crip set. That's what they did. We got to get out of this African thing because we killed one of their messiahs. We killed the one everybody loved. And now, no, now shit's getting hot. Let's go move to Europe. Let's go chill in Europe and Russia over here and just go get our shit together. And when they got there, news traveled. Hey, man, you know the motherfuckers killed Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Now we can't go back, right? It's not like we can go, oh, they heard the news. We killed Jesus. Man, let's go back to, no, they don't want you there either. Where the fuck are we going to go? We have nowhere for us to go. So they're constantly getting attacked. They're constantly getting attacked in, in uh, Russia. That's what led to the people wanting to leave and come to America. Because you're like, why would the Jews, what happened to their persecution? This persecution thing that they talk about. We're being persecuted. We've always been persecuted. Why? Bad business practices, mainly. And murdering the Messiah. <laughs> that, that'll do it. Murdering the Messiah and bad business practices. That could get you in a sh on a shit list. I'm just saying. Just keeping it a bean. So then they come to America where people don't know. Dumbass Americans. They're, they're, we're not, see how we're not connected to the real rest of the world. So they get off these ships in America. And one thing that they're not hearing is you killed Jesus. That's not what they hear. They don't hear that. And it's almost a relief for the first Jews. First Jews that step off the boats and they don't hear, hey, man, you fucking killed Jesus and your bad business practices. What they do hear is, hey, Jew, go the fuck back to where you came from. Go the fuck back to Jew land, you Jew, you Jewish nigger. That's what they did here. You Jewish nigger. What is a nigger? 
You see that black guy right there? That's a nigger. They're calling us them? Yeah. That black guy right there, that big lip that don't even know. Yeah, you're a Jewish nigger. Well, that's okay, whatever. What can niggers do in this America? Nothing. Pick cotton. They can't drink. They can't walk. They got to walk with their... Whoa, whoa, whoa. So you're calling me a Jewish one of that? So now they left one persecution only to find a new discrimination. They left persecution in Europe, persecution in Africa to come to America and face discrimination, right? But discrimination they can deal with after facing persecution. When you deal with real shit, the fake shit you can get through. Hey, man, you mean you're not going to stab me? You're not going to come through and burn my village down? You're just saying I got to stay in these ghettos and I can't do these jobs. Well, we'll figure it out. And that's what the Jewish person did. See, we got to give them their credit. They're very, um, is it innovative? They're very innovative people. And, the, and a very um, determined people. They will stick together. They will work together in order to bring out a common outcome. So now when they come to America, there is no film industry. Like I said, they didn't get off the boats in America and, and the white people say, hey, take baking. Hey, take the film industry. Wrong. The banking industry was ran by white Anglo-Saxon Protestants who were saying, hey, Jewish boy, get over there with the niggers. The film industry, what we call the film industry, was ran by the Edison group. The Thomas Edison had his hands. White Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Actually, did you guys know that in 1908, fucking Thomas Edison had a monopoly on the um, film industry? They had to file. It had to go to court. In 1908, Edison joined with nine other film companies to form Motion Picture um, Patents company a monopoly attempted to con to a uh, monopoly that attempted to control the making distribution and showing of all movies in the united states edison and the trust <laughs> see what i'm saying pledged to make only movies that promoted wholesome christian american values now that was eventually thwarted by this u.s supreme court if i'm not mistaken they said no you can't have a monopoly on the films but the Jewish people saw this. Aha. The Jewish people was watching. Aha. Where did they mess up and where can we move forward? But anyways, let's go back. So like I said, you got these Jewish people just getting off the boat. Just getting off the boat in America. What can we do? Well, on every corner, especially in the Midwest and what was known as Chicago and New York, in the ghettos and in the highly populated, dense areas where black people and immigrants were, Movies, Nickelodeon movies were very big. You go to a, you know, a store, you go to a neighborhood and late at night they would do some kind of play. Well, the people that did these plays were all Jewish people. That's where Jewish people got their bones. They were able to write the scripts. They were able to hold the lights. They were able to do everything on the small level as far as films. So nine times out of 10, if you were in America in the early 1900s and you're walking through a metropolis like New York or Chicago and you stop and you watch a play, the person that wrote the script was Jewish. The person that came up with the costume was Jewish. This is where they got their first jobs because there was no white Anglo-Saxon Protestant to keep them out of this. The white Anglo-Saxon Protestants had the big film industry. They weren't worried about your little niggacy like us. Black people, we started in exploitation. We started at the bottom. Nobody cares about your little hip-hop shit when it's small. Nobody cares about your black exploitation movies when they're small. 
as you start to rise and as that becomes culture, now we can now we hear the voice. So that's the same thing Jews did. And actually, when they came to America, Jews identified with black people. They had aspirations of getting into that white Anglo-Saxon upper class world. But the music they liked, the art they liked, the who they liked to hang out with, the songs they liked to sing, the neighborhoods, the foods, they were more connected with black people. One, because, again, the white Anglo-Saxon said that's who you're connected to. But two, they found a kinship. Man, you discriminated too? Yep. You've been persecuted? Yep. You've been kept out of America? Yep. They say you can't intermarry. They don't want you to open up stores? Yep, yep. So naturally, oh, we, we identify with each other. So a lot of early, early Jewish films, a lot of early Jewish plays, a lot of early Jewish films had black actors. And also, they used the story of the African American, the black American, the Negro American. They used his story which was a real story in America to tell their story um, of persecution throughout the world. Right. They, they used us, our story, which is a real legitimate story that the world saw. What are these people picking cotton for? What did these people in America do to be in this situation? Now, Jewish people actually did something. That's the difference. Jewish people and not, not every single Jewish people, but Jewish people got their name for a reason, right? Why are these black people picking cotton in America? They didn't do anything to anybody. <laughs> you know, they don't have a reason. They didn't steal. Oh, yeah, these niggas were stealing. And we brought, okay, well, if y'all was stealing, that's y'all. You see what I'm saying? So anyway, the Jewish people used the black American, the Negro American, and their, their story of tragedy and triumph to tell their story and what they wanted to aspire to be. So that's where the connection kind of came. And... And you can even trace this back. The first people to the major players of what is called Hollywood, the people who own the f major four Hollywood studios all came from like a 500 mile radius of each other in Europe. And then they moved to America and they pretty much stayed in a like 50 mile radius of one in, one another, all coming from New York and Chicago Jewish neighborhoods. Right. So um, and another thing, one of the things that a Jewish and this is a quote. This isn't me. This is a quote from an actual Jewish woman who opened up one of these Nickelodeon stores in um, a Chicago Jewish ghetto. She said, my grandmother came home and she said, she said, uh, mega, mega, you got to hear this. She said, there's a great thing out there. There's a product that people pay money for before they know if the product is good or not. So that lets you know how Jewish people were looking at the film industry. It was a hustle for them. Whereas the Protestants, the white Anglo-Saxon Protestants, the wasps, as they were called, they used the film industry to kind of tell a story like, you know, white people are on top and they would have black people slapping each other in bars and they would have Jewish people and other ethnic, other ethnic groups doing stupid shit. And they would place, you know, they kind of wanted to tell a story, but how Jewish people seen the film industry as a way to market sell a product. That's how they seen it. They seen it as a business rather as just something, a form of entertainment, which is what the wasps seen it as. So anyway, so how did the Jewish people kind of bleed and take power from the wasps? You can't, <laughs> you can't the same way that we can't take power from California. They, they've got California. Oh no, we're going to change it from within. 
I'm going to get in and I'm going to become a director and an actor and I'm going to change the game from within. That's stupid. That's dumb. But actually, a lot of Jewish people tried to do that in New York at a failed attempt. They failed. They've got deported. And a lot of the first um, a lot of the parents of the what we call the founding fathers of Hollywood. Right. The people who had the first major film studios in Hollywood, their parents were people that were in New York in the early 1900s. But they couldn't adjust. Right. That was a time when we were on the brink of World War One. A lot of anti-communists, a lot of anti-communism things were going on in the early 1900s. Right. And one of the mistakes that the um, predecessors of the people who eventually took their studios to California, but the, the parents, the predecessors of the ones who got the idea to go to uh, California, they got lost because deep inside they were communists. So when America started to say, hey, motherfucker, what side are you on? You know what I mean? We're going to war with Europe over here. Are you guys communists? And a lot of them got caught saying, yeah, I am a communist and I do side with uh, the Soviet and I do. And they were siding with shit because they came from Europe. Right. That's their as much as they hated Europe. And most Jews did. Most Jews, when they left Europe, spit, they spit in the wind and said, fuck Russia. But still, my family's over there and I got ties over there. And that's where I come from. That's my really only homeland that I know. So when that World War Two shit started to jump off. You had a lot of the early film producers that were in New York at the time that were coming out saying, yeah, I'm a communist. I'm a communist. Well, got your ass right up out of here. But their children learned. The children, the Jewish children learned that if we're going to be in America, we got to be all the way in. Right. We can't hold on to our Marxist ideologies. We can't hold on to our communist ideologies. We can't hold on to our European ideologies. We have to be America. And actually, we're the first um, bloodline that are born here. Actually, that hasn't happened yet. That has not happened yet. So the first bloodline of Jews to get into film hasn't happened yet. But what they realize, though, is that we can't do like our parents. We can't be caught up in that. We got to really be American. So then you started to see this, this connection of um, Jewish people and American patriotism. That's why the first major film to come out of the Jewish vault is birth of a nation, right? We got birth of a nation where Ku Klux Klan are going around killing black people. And it's the most racist film ever, but it's, you see what they said. They said, we have to stop. We know we shouldn't do this, but this is what America wants to see. They want this. They want to feel that white people are right. And they want this racist shit. So why not do this as a business? And we can use this money to fund our own dream and their own dream was Hollywood and the funds that they made from birth of a nation, and the adoration that they made and everything that came from birth of a nation, they took their equipment. They took their saddles because they realized we can't take over this East coast, this new, this white guy, white Anglo-Saxon thing, this Edison shit. We got to go somewhere else. And not and go to a place that had, doesn't have such an intrinsic Boston. That's old white. That's that good old boy network. Chicago, Boston, New York. How are you gonna set up there when that shit goes back to 1492, bro? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, this is old white shit. You're not going to bring your new Jewish ass off a boat and try to get into this. How are you going to get into the mayors? How are you going to get into the politics? How are you going to get into the fabric of this community? This is old money. California is a new developing place. Although it's been there for a while, the culture, there's really no old white people that have bled and made culture there. It's new. So that's why they went to California. And hence the first, like I said, the first four studios to come out of California all were friends. They all were friends. They all came from the same Jewish um, experience. And then they formed their own empire in Hollywood, right? So when Kanye West says um, black people are the true Jews, and when you hear Kyrie Irving highlighting and saying that he's supporting a film that I actually want to see, what's the film called? Uh, H2N, Hebrews to Negroes. When you hear all of these kind of things and then you see Jewish people start to get in their feelings, it's because that's the truth. The truth can never be considered disrespect, right? Now, if we were lying on the Jews, they would quickly, they wouldn't drop Kanye West. They would rush with a book and say, he's lying. I got the facts. But when you hear Kanye West saying it's anti-Semitic for the same groups that are now canceling Kanye West, Adidas, Gap, Balenciaga, all these groups that support Young Thug. Well, how can you be in the business of gang violence? How can you be so deeply invested in hip hop, drill music? When you listen to the content of their lyrics and you're not at all saying, hey, man, we can't support you. Please do not wear our Balenciaga sweater. If you're going to put out an album talking about shooting a pregnant woman in the face. Do you get it? How is it that Kanye West can say something so harmless? He didn't say Jewish people are bad. He said, I'm about to really start telling the truth about these Jewish people in these positions of power. Who play agents. Who have an agenda that has nothing to do with what the black agenda. It's not a, it's not a hand to hand agenda. You would think that the Jewish agenda and the black agenda would be working hand in hand. We're both discriminated against. You want to help your community. I'm all for that. But when you start wanting to keep me as a stupid person, so you can milk me for my royalties and you can drain me of all my potential and then leave me broke in the gutter. And that's our relationship. That's our business relationship. Hey man, I'm gonna speak out about that. And if you call me anti-Semitic for speaking out about bad business practices, why, Simba? Because bad bit when you talk, when you speak out to a Jewish person about bad business practices, that rings that old bell, that rings that old European bell of why they got chased around. All it makes you see what I'm saying. Now that ain't got nothing to do with me. Y'all got bad business practices, and you're continuing to do them now. If you had good business practices right now, I wouldn't say anything about it. But they're bad. Look at the deals that the Blues Otters signed in the early 1930s and 40s. Just look at the deals. Look at the deals that the early basketball players had to sign. Why these guys were raking in millions and millions and billions and billions of dollars. Look at as the Jewish corporations and the Jewish entities of America get money. Who is their labor force? If you're going to tell me that the Jewish people are so invested in hip hop and all the record labels are owned in hip hop, then there's a lot of Jewish rappers, right? Why is their workforce all black people? If you're going to tell me that these Jewish people are owning teams and they own basketball teams and they own NFL teams and they own baseball teams. Well, their labor force is white and Jewish, right? No, all black. 
well, wait a second. Well, then what, what's the deals? Like, are, are they, are there any ways to ownerships? How many, how many owners, black owners are there? Zero. Well, it seems to me you guys are keeping, keeping out. What it seems to me that the Jewish people learned from the white Anglo-Saxon good old boy network. They learned everything they could from them and they apply it to us in a more palatable manner. We know how black people will digest and be able to tolerate racism. See, the white Anglo-Saxon was too rough. What is Confederate flags? What is KKK? Burning crosses, whites only, picking cotton, plantations. That's too aggressive for the human spirit. The human spirit will take a ball and risk his life running it up and down a court. The human or the Negro, sorry, not the human, the Negro, the black American Negro will run up and down the court with a ball. The black American Negro will make songs that incite gang activity against his rivals who stay in the same neighborhood as him, by the way, all for a record deal. Yeah, the, the Negro will do anything in the world if you just pay him money. Now, see, in our culture, we see money as just paper. This is just a tool. In Jewish culture, we don't. I know you guys on the outside look at Jewish people and say, you guys will do anything. You'll squeeze, a, you'll squeeze the blood out of a dime. No, we understand that this is a tool, right? And so we use it the way that it needs to be used. You guys see this as the root of all evil. You guys see this as your savior. You guys see this as we see it as a piece of paper and it's just a tool. So I do kind of understand how it is that they move. I totally understand it. My problem is not how they move. It's the fact that when they're called out, when they're called out about it, I'd rather than be like whack 100. So what? What are you going to do about it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. You're right. There's a Jewish agenda. You're right. We running shit. You can't say nothing about us. So we're going to pull your fucking records off the shelf. So what? What are you going to do about it? And what? I would say nothing. Let's move on to the next subject, right? I'm not going to fucking sit here. And I just like being real about it. Don't try to make Kanye West out to anti-Semitic. Now you're, now you're pulling out words that don't make sense. You're calling Kyrie Irving and Kanye West, who are clearly dis more descendants of Hebrew than you. We had to do a test and a bet. I bet that he has more Hebrew blood than you guys do. Okay. So for you to call him anti-Semitic, you're throwing these, Fucking clickbait words around. Don't do that. And then you black people that go running away. All you NFL players and you basketball players, Jalen Brown for the Celtics and everybody that took the Kanye West bait, <laughs> took their Kanye West t-shirts and their Kanye West business away from Donda Sports. And it got real ugly. But that's black people. A lot of black people have that. What you doing, boy? You running off the plantation? You talking back to Massa? See, you, they don't like when I say, when usually when you, when a black person says you talking back to Massa, they think of that old white guy on the plantation on the horse with the KKK hat. They could never imagine that Massa would be having a six point star of David around his necklace with a Jewish last name who runs 300 entertainment named Leo Cohen. What about these guys? So that's all I just wanted to kind of highlight. It's just funny to me that we throw labels on people calling them anti-Semitic when they're just speaking the truth. And if, and if Woody Spinkin is alive, then just challenge it with truth. Like I said, Kanye, that's not true. There's a lot of African agencies out here. There's a lot of Mexican agencies out here. Name them, shit. Because it's looking mighty Hebrew, looking mighty Jewish. Ah, uh, yeah, Kanye, uh, 
Kyrie Irving got in their ass, though. He, he put them in their place. Um, did you guys see the Jake Paul fight? That was a great fight. Oh, and Max Kellerman. God damn it, Max Kellerman. You got me, man, too. On there with fucking Keyshawn Johnson and Jay Will. Max Kellerman. Yeah, you're on there with Keyshawn Johnson, and you got Keyshawn's black ass apologizing to you. That's the that's the sickness. That's where, see what I'm saying? You can see where Jewish people have a sickness in them. How can you as a Jewish person, and you know, you know that, Keyshawn, you're probably more Hebrew than me. So for Keyshawn to get up there and start crying, pulling his panties over his head, talking about, I'm so sorry for Kanye leaving the plantation, massa. You can't even say, hey, man, Keyshawn, relax, bro. You know what I'm saying? Y'all are the real actual Israelite Hebrews. You know, your people probably have more ties and fucking um, rights to all this Jewish shit than I do, you know? Like, that would be real for Max to say. Max is so quick to bust out a rap and a flow. He got me, though. I'm not even gonna lie. There was a time, probably about a year, maybe two years ago, when I was like, Max Kellerman is more black than Stephen A. Smith. I said stupid shit like that. I should have been smacked for saying shit like that. Yeah, stupid. Why? What made you jump out and say that? Because he spit a fucking, he was spitting rap. He came on ESPN first take, and he was quoting Biggie verses. He was quoting Tupac verses, Jay-Z verses. And he just played, like I said, fucking Bill Clinton playing a saxophone. He just got me. And then I start saying stupid shit like, he's blacker than Stephen A. Smith. No, he's not. He's Jewish. He's Jewish, and his lineage goes with Jewish people. He can't even speak truth to power. Look, man, you know. What I don't like what he should have said is I didn't hear Kanye say anything bad about Jewish people. What he said, he said he was going to go DEFCON 4 and he didn't do anything. He said black people, the black American Negro is the true Semites and the true Jewish people. Okay, I could understand that. I could I I know I'm Jewish. You know what I'm saying? I know that's what I was brought up at is Jewish. I don't but I could hear what Kanye is saying that there might be something to that black people. I know that black people that came to America, you guys sure did do a lot of things. I know Jewish people, we didn't build anything. Yeah, Jewish people, we didn't have any con, con, uh, contributions to humanity. You can't look up anything that Jewish people did that contributed to humanity. The biggest thing that they did is Hollywood. Films, movies, that's their contribution. Prior to that, they just killed Jesus. I told you guys, they, they just killed Jesus. But then you look at these Negroes. Look at these American Negroes. These motherfuckers come over here from the bottom of boats picking cotton. Then they invent a cotton gin. Then they start all these inventions. These niggas invent some fucking irons. These niggas invent refrigerators. Look at all the things that these niggas who are kept. How could somebody? So you can see God in the Negro. I can't see God in the Jew. I'm sorry. That doesn't mean you're not a good person. That doesn't mean you're. I know a lot of great Jewish people. They're, they're cool. But I'm saying God. How in the fuck do you come to a place that you've never been before? How do you come to a whole new <laughs> continent? And then you pick cotton. How did you make it, first of all? Before we get into the inventions and all this other kind of stuff, we're going to talk about who is actually the people of God right now. Yeah. How'd you make it? How did you make it on the ship on the bottom from Africa to England to the Barbados to America? And you didn't die. What is inside of you that kept you alive? Not on the top of boat. Being on the top of boat, you could die. Yeah, the guys who were on the top of the boat eating good foods, they probably could have died doing that shit. But your black ass was chained on the bottom of a boat with salt water coming in. And you only got to eat once in a while. And then you shit on each other and babies were born. How did you do that? 
God did. Okay. Then you get to America and then you niggas pick cotton. And you pick cotton and you pick cotton. How do you niggas do? How do you pick cotton from can't see in the morning to can't see at night? God did. Then you niggas start coming up with inventions and you guys start leading rebellions and you start singing Jesus songs. Mm-hmm. Y'all know them songs? Oh, my Lord, 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 Lord. Oh, my Lord, 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 He picked up the animals two by two, moose and a kangaroo, wrapped them in his arms so tight, I didn't get no sleep that night. Oh, my Lord, 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 Lord. Yeah, man. That was our people, man. We sing, come on, man. These white people looking like, who in the fuck are these black people? Look, they We brought them here on boats. They're picking cotton. Now they're fighting in the Civil War. They're building inventions. Now we got to let them free. Now these niggas is building land. These niggas is turning into politicians. They're taking over the South. White folks had to, t- white folks had to come up with some KKK shit just to scare us out of the South because that was turning into, t- into our fucking hub. Nigga, we're taking over the South. So when Jewish people, they look, damn, that's God, nigga, right there. And they still are nonviolent. They won't just grab the white person and bash the baby's head in, will they? Nah, they won't just go in the master's house and start killing the dogs, raping the cats. They won't just take babies out the crib and throw them off the window and just say enough is enough. No, they're God-fearing people. They want to do it the right way. They want to sing. They want to dance. They don't want to hurt nobody. They want to do it legislative by paper and pen. Fuck out of here, man. Y'all are some impressive motherfuckers. Yeah. So they're looking at the people of God. They're literally with their eyes looking at the true people of God. All while they and their brains been told you're the people of God. Nigga, I can't run. The Jewish boy looking at himself in the mirror. I can't run. Got a little average dick. This motherfucker got a 10 inch dick. He can jump. He can dunk. He can 360 and the nigga can sing moonwalk. He can invent, he can think, he can come up with rocket ships and science and space shuttles and God damn. Only thing I can do is swindle the motherfucker out of some goddamn money. <laughs> That's all I can do. That's all I can do is swindle and scheme and shit. All my, all my traits go into swindling and scheming. And then I come to America and see these black people, this nigga running and he ain't even supposed to be able to. He's running, beating white people with no shoes. And you know what I'm saying? It's like it's tough. So there was a little bit of it's, it's the clo- as close as the Jewish, the closer the Jewish person and the Jewish man, and Jewish people got with black people, the more it highlighted that we ain't the real Jews. The Jewish people would look and be like, we ain't the real Jews. So now you have an even inner hate. That's what white people, that's what racism all goes back to. Um, self-esteem and idealiz- idealization that's all it goes back to so when jewish people were fine moving around the earth because there was nobody in the world like the negro so jewish people were fine in their brain thinking we're the people of god we're the chosen people of god that's good you can think that till you come across the true chosen person right you everybody can fight till you come across a real live usc fighter who's been training then you know your fighting skills, all that punching you did on the internet and all that bag work you did, that was bullshit. But it fooled you until you came across the real UFC fighter. 
right? In your brain, you were like, man, I'll fuck somebody up until now you have to fight a real, and, and you're hanging around a real UFC fighter. You see how he trains. You see what he goes through. You see how he cuts away. You see what he eats. You see how he has to fight. You see the shit that goes across his fucking eyeballs when he gets hit with an elbow. And you see what it takes to really be one. And then you say, I'm not one. But then it, it, it fucks you up inside. Now you want to poison your boy's drink, right? Because now you know he's a real UFC fighter. He's fucking bitches. And everybody knows he's the real UFC fighter. Man, I got to get rid of this nigga, man. I got to get rid of him or find a way to use him. Now, if I can become his manager and be more powerful than him, then that makes me feel better, right? Now, I know I'm not a UFC fighter, but if I can some way be his manager and make it so he gets to be the UFC fighter and I get to cash just as much of the check as he does, we get a $100,000 check, I get $50,000, he gets $50,000. I don't have to throw a punch. I don't have to get hit in the face. Now, I again, now I start to believe that I'm God. Prior to that, I didn't believe I was God. We were both in the ghettos and we were looking at each other eye to eye. The Jewish man was looking at the Negro and he was like, I don't feel too godly. Actually, you look more godly than me. But then once he realized, oh, you don't know money, do you? You don't know money, do you? No, you don't. You think you're poor. That's my main. That was the main highlighter to the Jew that the Negro didn't know money. You think you're poor? <laughs> Okay, well, then I'm going to, yeah, 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 no, 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 Tyrone, you're right, you're poor, you're poor, yeah, you're poor, and you're fighting against the white man, and they start championing all this shit you've been down all your life, and they start throwing these Jewish euphemisms and these Yiddish ideologies in our black brain, yeah, it's better to do this than to do that, and all these kind of bad business practices start bleeding into our brain, so then you got artists that are signing to these record labels in the early 1900s, yeah, and they're signing to these they're signing to these movie um production studios and they're happy with the peanuts that they're getting. Why? Cuz you don't know money. You come from a poor community where you're not connected to anything. You don't have a community. You're not going back to your black community saying, "Here, is anybody know financing?" See, that's what the that's what black people would have done had we stayed on the path of black wall street once we got integrated with white people then we started to say white person you do right so i'm gonna sing white person here you do the financing why would you do that why wouldn't you bring it back to your neighborhood and have somebody from your neighborhood who, who knows financing not only do your financing but start a financing firm do you see what i'm saying see that's what jews and the Negro, um, that's kind of where we split. The Negro will spend an absorbent amount of time just being under the wing of a dragon. While the Jew wants to know how the dragon can fly. Where the dragon comes from. Are there more dragons? Can he control the dragon? What does the dragon like to eat? What is the dragon afraid of? The Jew spends more time studying his environment with the aims of taking over while the black and not just the black, but the poor American. It's not about black. The poor American will be more will be so happy sitting in a hotel, busting his ass, playing a 48 minute game, almost broke both my legs, ran up and down, got tackled in football, whatever I had to do. Just put me in a hotel, let me fuck a couple pretty women, put some drugs on the table, 
let me get a fancy car and I'm fine. I'll go to the next day and we can do this over and over and over again. That's the poor American. And once the Jewish person got wind of that, the poor American does not have aspirations like us of learning and building. Then they give us that. Here, here's your royalties. 10% pennies on the dollar. Who the fuck would pay pennies on the dollar for a person that goes in and sings on a microphone and captivates the entire world with their voice? Why would I only be getting paid pennies on the dollar? Who gets more? If I'm only getting paid pennies on the dollar, who's getting the rest of the share? Well, that would be these Jewish corporations. Why? Well, because they have to do most of the work. Most of the work? What's the work? They, the distributing. Oh, so the distribution is where they beat us. So while Jay-Z is sitting here talking about own your masters, own your masters, own your masters, that was a dumb... They're so good at getting us off the ball. Who gives a fuck who owns your masters? We need distributing companies. Black people need to open distributing companies that we can distribute our own now streaming companies. That's the time back in the days it was distributing. Well, it's still distributing because, you know, streaming is distributing. But that's what we need. We have to stop going through their distributing companies and build our own. That's what Tupac was on. Funny, Tupac got killed right after that. Yeah, so, yeah, Kanye West, you know, I'm here with you, Kanye. I support you, man. I understand what you're saying. I support you and Kyrie Irving. Funny, my nigga 50 Cent said Kanye, Kanye, the feds is on you right now. 50 Cent, man, that nigga 50 Cent. Yeah, Kanye was like, 50, let's open a school together. 50 was like, yo, Kanye, the feds is on you right now. You hot, my nigga, but as soon as you cool off, I got you. I love that, man. You got to love that shit like that. You hot, Kanye. You can't come off of what you're doing and then try to make friends. You got to just go sit in that fucking orchard in Wyoming for a minute. nigga. Cool off. Cool off. But yeah, Max Kellerman, man, don't you ever get on your fucking platform and have that smug-ass Jewish Yiddish look on. You say them Yiddish words and shit. You don't ever explain what is Yiddish. What is Yiddish? Yiddish is the Jewish way white people talk that's not as Hebrew. It's not as black. It's very. It was very troublesome to be in a place like Europe all these white people around and you keep using this Hebrew language, this black language. What do you want to be? That's basically what they started calling the Jews. You want to be? Why do you keep speaking Hebrew, nigga? You're not in Hebrew land no more. You're not in Arabia. So you, why do you keep speaking Hebrew to me? That's why Yiddish came in. Nobody tells these stories, man. That's what Symbali is here for. Yeah. They were in Europe and everybody in Europe, kept, every time they talked to a Jew, they would speak. <laughs> Speaking this this Hebrew gibberish. Why are you talking like that, nigga? You're over here. Let's change that shit up. Learn this shit. So Yiddish is kind of a mixture of that Russian Jewish language, Germanic language. Actually, Yiddish is a mixture of German and Hebrew. It all goes back, man. Ah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Kanye's not anti-Semitic. Neither is Kyrie Irving. Neither is any black person that speaks up about Jewish people. Especially if we're talking about their business practices. That's what that's what we've seen. And you guys get a little bit shady. You know what I mean? You guys don't really teach us the game. You guys don't really have our best interests at heart when it comes to the community when, you, when you're dealing with black artists. You're very keen on keeping us good boys and good girls. That means, and that doesn't mean good. That just means um, going along with whatever narrative financially benefits your companies. That's what it means to be a good boy. It doesn't necessarily mean do the good or righteous thing. Megan the Stallion is a good girl. 
these drill artists out here, sleazy world, and all these niggas out here promoting death and their music, they're good boys. They're going along with the with the plan. And it's not a coincidence that a lot of these Jewish-owned record labels are also in partnership with private-owned Jewish um, prisons, private prisons. Like I said, a private prison is a horrible investment. If somebody, if you did have money, somebody said, hey, man, let's open up a private prison. Your next question would be like, well, how am I going to guarantee that people come into my prison? You know what I mean? Niggas don't do crimes like that. What if, shit, how am I going to guarantee that people are going to come into this prison all the time? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> We're in business with all the major hip-hop records. Everything that they put out is commercials to go to prison. That's what they. That's what hip-hop drill music is. It's commercial.